Welcome to Entrench, a 21 Pilots podcast. Hello, local dreamers. Welcome to Entrench. My name is Anna, and this is episode 10, Trap Door. Make sure you've listened to the song beforehand and are ready for an in-depth analysis of track 10 off 21 Pilots. Today is another parable day and I'm really excited because I never expected there to be even like a single parable let alone two and who knows you know maybe there'll be more as we go along I try not to think about it too hard till I get to each song because I like surprises (laughs) so yeah I am just struggling with transitions today so let's just jump right in so we start off with the piano coming in like usual this is obviously the melodic theme in this album um and it's kind of like a a sprinkling this sounds like sprinkles like a sprinkle of rain and um i don't know it just kind of reminds me of a storm like a stormy day with rain when the bass comes in it's kind of like a bit more of that like thunder coming in um so i think it sets the stage for this parable really well because it's a really sad parable so verse one it says he wakes up early today throws on a mask that will alter his face nobody knows his real name but now he just uses one he saw on a grave and when i think of people waking up early First of all, I don't think of myself because I'm a night owl, (laughs) but in general, like even just in my own life, when I think about waking up early, besides obviously like when you have to for work, I think of just being productive and, you know, in a lot of cases, waking up early means being up alone. So this man who is ultimately the parable that's being spoken of wakes up early and that to me is like he's getting ready to put himself together before anyone else can see him and so he throws on a mask and this mask ends up altering his face and this is so interesting because i was just um putting together a gospel message through 21 pilots lyrics and If you want to read that, it was amazing. So it was just Tyler's birthday, as we all know. Um, And so I thought it would be cool to write the gospel purely 100% through 21 Pilots lyrics. And so I compiled, like, lyrics from over a dozen songs. I read through a ton of their songs while I was making it. But yeah, anyway, one of the lyrics that I put in there relates back to this lyric, which I think is really cool because you can take each song as we analyze them on its own, but it's also cool when you can find themes that are kind of like a call and response. So in this song, in Trapdoor, he talks about throwing on a mask that will alter his face, and then we see an album later (laughs) with Ode to Sleep. I don't know why I could not think of the word later, but we see Ode to Sleep talks about a mask as well, And it says that we put on a mask of face, or no, 
<laughs> no, 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 we put on a face, a mask that portrays that we don't need grace. And so, to me, he's waking up early, he's putting himself all together, and then he's throwing on this mask that not only alters his face, but is basically covering himself in a lie. And if we were to say that this mask is the same mask in Ode to Sleep, it means he's putting on a facade that he doesn't need grace and that he doesn't need God. So, as you can see, we're kind of getting a glimpse already of what this parable is going to be about. Um, what it means if you are someone who decides not to follow Christ and, and what that ultimately means not just spiritually, but also just emotionally and through daily life. What the gravity of that really is, is laid out in this parable. I also think it's interesting, for some reason I was thinking about this with just these first two lines. Again, back to the idea of waking up early and getting yourself put together before anyone could see. It also just makes me think of just trying to establish an identity for some reason, it just reminds me of seeking admiration from other people. And what I mean by that is, like, there's always this, like, satisfaction when you wake up early and you can be like, it's noon and I've already done all these things, you know? There's kind of that self-satisfaction of, like, when I wake up early, it means I can, like, be way more productive than someone who doesn't wake up early. And, that, like, that's probably just me adding way more than is actually there but I don't know for some reason I also thought of that attitude of like this is also someone who who really wants people to know what he's doing or what this fake identity is and just really seeking admiration and in that way is someone who's really prideful because obviously without God they're very just self-seeking and self-absorbed and yeah just wanting to really control and cultivate what other people see, as we know, because of the mask they put on. And because of this, nobody knows this man's real name. But now, he just uses one he saw in a grave. So, it's like he's fake because he put on this mask and nobody knows his real name. But it's like even another layer of fakeness because even if you did know his quote-unquote name, even that is not his real name, because he's using one he saw in a grave. And that, to me, kind of symbolizes the idea of being a dead man. And in a spiritual sense, that's all about pre-baptism. And when you don't have the Spirit, and you're obviously not walking with Christ, you're not just dead spiritually, but in that way, you are putting off your real identity of being made in God's image, of being an image bearer, and of being a child of God. And so you could say, yeah, my name is Tylenol. <laughs> Throwback to Pillboy, come on. <laughs> um, I, I love Pillboy. I think that needs to be an ongoing thing. Anyways, yeah, like you're saying, oh, I'm I'm Tylenol, but um, actually that's, you can think technically that's your identity, but like that's not your 
true identity. Your true identity is your spiritual identity. Whether you want to accept that or deny that, like that still is ultimately your true identity, truer even even than what your earthly name is. So I just think that's a cool portrayal of how there are multiple layers to identity and in reverse for the sake of this parable there are multiple layers of fakeness in the identity happening so then moving into the pre-chorus he says and he pretends he's okay but you should see oh him in bed late at night he's petrified and this is the contrast of what this person's actually going through and what their lifestyle is actually leading them to in this parable and you can see that it leads to vagueness which we already knew he's pretending he's okay but also in pretending that he's okay he's suppressing and probably is really anxious because he's avoiding things or pushing things away or yeah again just suppressing things and he's petrified because living in such a such a self-absorbed and non-spiritual lifestyle i mean just objectively if if all there is is this life until you die that's so fleeting and that is petrifying and you know it just it just makes you think of so many things like if this is if this was all it was just your earthly life well then why does anything matter why do we have a conscience why do we have goals why do we feel like we have to have a purpose and those are obviously things that Tyler is very passionate about thinking about and singing about but like genuinely if that's all there is and if that's all you believe there is that's such a tiny pointless existence and so it makes sense that he would be lying in bed late at night petrified because I would be too if I was not walking in Christ so that's just a really sobering heavy reminder and a sobering heavy reminder to the people listening to this parable because it also just portrays that any any efforts of anything we do on a daily basis they can temporarily do something but ultimately that would be futile because as soon as you're dead you're dead and you're not impacting anything anymore and whoever you impacted would die too and their actions would be meaningless and so on you know it's just a really weird concept and really heartbreaking obviously for those of us who are christians to consider of people who who live that way because that's so fleeting and that's so hopeless and bleak and yeah the chorus says take me out and finish this waste of a life everyone gather around for a show watch as this man disappears as we know do me a favor and try to ignore as you watch him fall through a blatant trapdoor so <laughs> this is funny before i started recording i was very perplexed because I could not figure out if he was saying blatant trapdoor or bleeding trapdoor. And so I went to the ultimate sources, Laura and Kate, 
my sweet friends who introduced me to Tony and Pilots. And of course, our opinions were split. And I listened to this song multiple times. I feel like most of my preparation for this podcast was just trying so hard to discern which word it was. And blatant makes more sense. And, but if I'm going to be completely honest, it definitely sounds like he's saying blatant in this first chorus. There are two following choruses, and I swear in the second and third chorus he is saying bleeding. Either way, we're going to take it and run with both concepts. It's not a huge deal, but if you feel strongly, whether it's blatant or bleeding, let me know. (laughs) And if I'm wrong, tell Tyler to come correct me, because I would love that. (laughs) So, in this first line, take me out and finish this waste of a life, I feel like it's the the man in this parable saying this. Take me out. Finish this waste of a life. And if he is to be saying this, this waste of a life, it again proves that he has this conscience, he has this idea of what a purpose is, he has this idea of if you're not following some sort of purpose, you're wasting life. And again, like, just this concept of we have these ideas in our head, everyone has them, you can't not have them, you know, you know if you feel lazy, you know if you feel like you're wasting time, you know if you're being productive, you know if something is life-giving, you know. We all have these notions, and I just think that's, that's all the more reason why I believe what I believe. Yeah, like, also, he's saying, take me out. It's almost like he's even admitting there could be a higher power and tying that to the fact that he he feels that he's wasting what he has. And, I don't know, I just think that's a really vulnerable, interesting confession, especially coming from this man in this sort of lifestyle who is very self-centered. But it also shows that he's pretty desperate to find meaning and it it shows that he does have some awareness of what's going on or the lack thereof and again just the fleeting idea of what his life is then I really like the rest of the chorus because to me it changes voices and I almost pictured Jesus telling one of his parables to a group of people gathered around him and so, like, I just picture Jesus saying, everyone gather around for a show. Like, he's explaining this parable in depth. Watches this man disappears, as we know. Do me a favor and try to ignore as you watch him fall through a blatant <laughs> trap door. To me, watch as this man disappears, as we know. So, we've established what his life looks like and what he thinks about his life. Now the parable turns into watch him, watch what happens when he metaphorically dies. He disappears as we know, as humans know, oh, he's gone, he died. (laughs) But then he goes on to say, however, try to ignore as you watch him fall through a blatant trap door. So yes, he disappears in the sense that he dies, but that's not actually the end of his life, even though he believed 
it was the end of his life. What actually happens is he falls through a trap door. Now, what is a trap door? Is it just that thing that Fluffy guards in Harry Potter? Good guess. But it's actually something that, according to Wikipedia, the greatest source of all time, is a sliding or hinged door flush with the surface of a floor, roof, or ceiling. In the sen- in um, sorry, or in the stage of a theater. Ultimately, what I take from that is a trapdoor is basically something that looks just like the ground of whatever it's a part of. And so, if we're talking about death, if he goes into the ground, he's just dead, you know? If he was just in the ground, as we know it, he would be in a casket, and that's it. But, he's not in the ground, he's in a trap door. And that, to me, means that he's not just in his grave, but he also fell through something that's a trap that someone set up so they could defeat him. Do you know where I'm going with this? (laughs) Because I wrote HELL in all capital letters. The point of this parable is what ultimately happens to someone who lives without God. They go to hell. But not just that. What ultimately happens is whether they believe in it or not, they end up in somewhere that is beyond earthly life. Verse 2. Sorry, I just messed up prior to this quote-unquote bloopers. Verse 2. He thinks that faith might be dead. Nothing kills a man faster than his own head. He used to see dreams at night now he's just watching the backs of his eyes that's also just eerie and sad he thinks that faith might be dead nothing kills a man faster than his own head that immediately made me think of proverbs 3 5 when we talk about don't lean on your own understanding this man is leaning on his own understanding obviously and it's ultimately just costing him a lot of struggle and he has anything but peace of mind he feels like a waste and he's literally dying and spiritually dying because of that faith is all about having hope that there's always something next or that there's always something beyond and If he used to see dreams at night, he used to see positivity in life beyond the trials and suffering, but now he's just watching the backs of his eyes, and in that way, he would be right to think that faith might be dead in his life because he is no longer holding on to that hope of what is beyond the night, and that's kind of basically what happens when you're living an emotion-based life. If you're always just looking for positivity as the end goal, that's fleeting as well. Faith is all about also just believing in the trials doing something too. But if you don't have faith, I mean, he ultimately just ends up, again, 
just fleetingly looking at the backs of his eyes and yeah like he's not even seeing spiritual reality and he's not even seeing life because if God is life like he's he can only see the backs of his eyes like how bleak is that and a lot of the song is repeating the pre-chorus and the chorus but if we end the song with the other word bleeding trapdoor <laughs> not only is he being trapped into an eternity whether he likes it or not or believes in it or not but it's obviously also something that is a sacrifice you know the bible is all about sacrifices for sin and blood needed so obviously that's jesus but if you don't walk in faith, then your blood has to be your own. And so, obviously, it's a bleeding trapdoor because he had to sacrifice not only his life, but his entire eternity for the sake of rejecting that faith. And so he became his own blood in that way. And that's just really heartbreaking, honestly. His own sin's demise is his death his eternal death and then the outro says because nobody knows he's alive we know he's literally alive we know that he is struggling immensely through his life but we know that he's literally alive this man in the parable but i think when it says nobody knows he's alive it's because again god is life and so when you are walking in life and light you are given the spirit to provide life-giving fruits and so people can know you're alive when you're producing life-giving fruits from the spirit but if you're not then people really can't see joy they can't see love they can't see those legitimate fruits because those are only of the spirit and yeah i think when we think about this parable as a whole, what is it ultimately saying? It's, it's just a great depiction of the pure pain and just heartbreaking reality of a lifestyle without Christ and how it's imperative that we just continue to offer a way out of the trapdoor anywhere we can and through any mean that we can because I mean the worst that can ever happen is people say no the worst that can ever happen is they reject it the worst that can ever happen is they say you're weird or call you names make incorrect statements about you because it's, it's not even about you it's about God and so I just want to encourage you to keep spreading the light for those of you who are believers because, I mean, we should know more than ever in 2020 people need that, but also just, just having genuine purpose. I think, like, that's so hard for me, honestly, to wrap my mind around because I've just grown up in this faith environment. It's hard for me to imagine living life primarily in the opposite 
where you're living believing that there's nothing else. I really, I'm a very empathetic person, but I really can't even wrap my mind around what that, what that feels like and what that truly does to someone's heart and mindset. But I can only imagine it's painful and all the more painful when your earthly life looks like 2020, if this is all it is. I, I also think it's just like really a, a bummer to think about that because people, especially now, are just craving things that only heaven and God can provide as far as perfect justice, perfect equality, perfect judgment, perfect love, perfect peace, which just like is all the more reason why I just can't imagine God not being what everyone's souls need. And the more I think about what people want, whether they know it or not, what people truly, genuinely want is God because of the qualities and the, the traits and the fruit that they're ultimately searching for is only something that he can provide. Or, I mean more often than not, only something that he can preview in our lifetimes. I feel like this was heavy, but also just take confidence that the world is fleeting and our earthly lives are fleeting. And if God is for us, who can stop us? The very worst is death. And as we know, that is actually the beginning. So here, here. <laughs> and this week, I have the wonderful pleasure of sharing some memories from our local dreamer, Lexi. Lexi is from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she sent me the sweetest email. I was trying not to cry at like 9.30 in the morning at my workplace. <laughs> She just wrote the sweetest email, and I just really wanted to share all of her favorite Tony One Pilots memories with you guys because I love them, and I am just so overjoyed. Thank you, Lexi, for just reaching out. It really did mean a lot, and I really want to encourage other people to reach out with literally anything. It, it made my day, and... It sounds corny, but I truly am going to keep these things forever because they are crazy to me. And it's so cool that God is able to just be like, Hey Lexi, guess what? Here's a podcast. <laughs> and it's so cool how we can just connect like that. And like, these are our friends. These are our people. And I love that because like, this has nothing to do with me really. Like... I'm relaying the messages, but this has everything to do with the big guy. So, yeah, without further ado, I will read off what Lexi sent me. She said, I've been to two concerts, both on the Bandito Tour. Same. I saw them in November 2018 in Phoenix, Arizona, and in December 2019 in Los Angeles. That's amazing. I, that would be so cool to see them just in other locations and other states. I've never done that. Yeah, that's so cool that you get to travel around and do that. 
I'm jealous. <laughs> um, and also, I've just never been out west, so can I, like, come visit sometime? <laughs> Her favorite memories. The very first time I saw them in concert was during the Bandito tour, and I was delighted to see how many dads were there covered in yellow duct tape. Just beautiful. I really appreciate that, too. I love going to shows and seeing how many different people are there, just different backgrounds, different lifestyles, and different generations. It's so cool and so affirming to see that their music is intergenerational. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, you know, some parents with their kids have to go, but I also, like, one of the shows I went to, I saw this middle-aged couple just hanging around and waiting to buy merch, and that was just the coolest thing to me. I love seeing all the different age groups and seeing how even, like, families can bond over them as a whole. I think that's so cool. Her other memories are, when Trench finally dropped, I had just finished a really long work shift, but when I saw it had been released, I got in my car and just drove around while listening to the entire album start to finish. I can still picture the road I was on when I heard the Bridge of Chlorine for the first time. That's super cool. I love, like, those are the tiny memories that are really the biggest ones. That's so, I love that. One time, I walked out of a Chipotle, and there was a group of teenagers in the parking lot. They were outside of their car with the windows down and the radio blasting guns for hands. They were dancing like there was no tomorrow. It was probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And her last one is, That fateful day, sophomore year of high school, when one of my friends turned to me and said, Hey, you ever heard of 21 Pilots? I said no. They showed me the Holding On To You music video. And my life was never the same. I love that. I love our sweet friends who introduced us to this band. Thank you so much, Lexi, for sending all of those in. It was such a pleasure to read all of your writing. And I just encourage you to keep writing because it, you're so thoughtful and meaningful with your words. And they made me emotional. But yeah, thank you so much. And I really love just how you shared such cool small moments that are so specific and that really stick with us. I love that. I want to hear from you guys as well. Anyone else? Please reach out. You can email entrenchpodcast at gmail.com with a written account of your 21 Pilots story or your favorite memories you have related to the band or literally anything else. You can also reach out with an episode request if you want to analyze a song, a music video, or just kind of thematic. I'm going to do like album reviews as a whole, just kind of talking about themes and things. Many songs are still available, and like almost every music video is still available. So if you would like to also just contribute to the analysis or your love for Tyler and Josh or anything else, post funny memes, whatever you want, you can join the podcast Facebook group by searching Entrench Podcast Group. You can find Entrench on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. I look forward to hearing from more of you. This was so fun, and I'm never going to stop saying thank you, Lexi. I loved you. Tune in next time for A Car, A Torch, A Death. 
Thank you so much for listening, friends. Stay alive and remember, in Trench, you're not alone. Take me out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's the chorus. Oh my gosh. That was so serious. Oh, you're gone. You died. <laughs>